Alex Morello finally speaks up. And is Connor Garland coming home? Probably not. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is Locked On Coyotes, number one daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes. We want to thank everyone for making this your first listen every day. We are free and available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube, on the SiriusXM radio app, and ad-free on Amazon Music. You got a great show on today's episode because we're going to talk about Alex Morello finally speaking out uh, really Really, Matthew, for the first time since the election, because most of the comments of most of the comments were from coming from the Coyotes, like public comments have been coming from either like Javier Gutierrez or anybody else. Mm-hmm. Alex Morello finally speaks out. Yeah, it, it's it's a long statement, and uh, it, it's. My, mildly annoying because honestly this is a lot of this is what should have been said like after the election and like can, can i get on my on my little soapbox for like 60 seconds here the the gaslighting that a few coyotes fans have tried to give me being like oh you know you know the the, the fans didn't want him to speak they wanted detailed plans dog i i was in those phnx chats I literally watched the election and the follow-up episode at least seven times each. And, like, a couple of those were just in the middle of depression and then, like, getting some work done at at Mullet. Like, everybody just wanted them to come out and say, we are committed to hockey in Arizona. Literally, everyone was unanimously demanding, we need to hear from Morello. PHNX literally published... A, a an op-ed by the fans and the primary thing they wanted was we need to hear from morello that that was it they wanted to hear from him then and then i brought up like something kind of felt a little weird about about reading the statement and i chalked it up to it's probably just because it would have been nice to also hear from him following the tempe election so basically like complimenting it's a good statement but also being like i have a mild discomfort here like hey you know, why didn't we also get that Tempe. And then there's like this attempted gaslighting. Nah, dog. I was there. I remember that. We all wanted like him, him to double down that we are staying in Arizona from the owner, not Javier Gutierrez. That some people were being unreasonable, being like, oh, we want detailed arena plans right now. Sure. Yes. You're always going to have that. Look that at any nice. comment section. <laughs> any comment section. A minority of idiots are going to talk about something irrelevant or they're going to like demand like something relevant. Look at any like presidential debate and someone's going to ask for like Pentagon secrets, right? Like they're going to have someone asking for something stupid. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, yeah, sure. Yeah. You can ask for it. You're just not going to get it. Um, But Alex Morello's, you know, um, statement as referred to on uh, the Coyotes website as, you know, a letter to Coyotes fans from Alex Morello. It is, it is an essay. (laughs) Matthew, he goes in depth on everything. Let's be real. I mean, he I mean, talks about, you know, the state of the rebuild, saying, hey, we, I, I, this is what I've been doing. I've been committed to building this team from the ground up, and in, that includes 
you know, the talent on the ice, as well as building, finding a permanent home for the Coyotes in the Valley. Mm -hmm. He has made sure that that is one of the parts that's well known, that to try to make sure that the Coyotes get a permanent home in the Valley. And if Alex Morello is committed to that, that it definitely gives a lot of us at ease of worrying. It's like, oh, are they going to relocate soon? Alex Morello does not want that to happen. I, I, I'm not going to lie when the when the Coyotes – my comments still up. I'm not deleting it. Uh, when, when the Coyotes tweeted out a oh, statement from Alex Morello, uh, it was nothing but anxiety the entire time. I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to click on the link and load because like it, n- never, ever, ever <laughs> word a tweet like that again. I, context before I click. Thank you very much. Uh, but – it, it's a solid statement where, to summarize, we're not leaving Arizona. You know, he essentially says, I made the decision to go into this rebuild, which it's a good thing to have the owner take some responsibility for that. But it was a mutual decision among all the higher ups. We all know this. You bring in Bill Armstrong for something like that. But, you know, we, we wanted to essentially rebuild from the ground up. Uh, we're doing everything on our power to make sure we are – we're going to get this building that this fan base deserves. I have one issue with this minus that one little, again, that one small minor secondary criticism. Uh, I have this. Uh, don't, don't lie to me, Alex. Um, quote, the Valley is where the organization and I want to be. My family lives here. We are all in. Do not lie to me, dog. You, you are a Nevada businessman who is, extending your your hotel in reno by a a billion dollars estimated with a new college facility college basketball not hockey a new college facility i mean maybe you know you don't live here he does not live here stop delete that don't lie to me and if you're if you live here for like a week out of the uh, out of the time sure don't care you're 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 not from here don't act like you are now arizona i appreciate everything else everything else is 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 basic standard pr it's standard fluff yes let's get the cynical bit out of the way let's acknowledge that let's just be honest about it but it is still a summary of of the productive offseason it's a recommitment and re-emphasis that commitment to the valley and essentially you'll hear more soon also tickets are on sale yeah. Also, <laughs> a couple things that I want to add to that I think is pretty hilarious is the right after that where it's um where it says we know this community is a sports mecca. The first thing I kind of want to point out that mm-hmm. the biggest turn- golf tournament in the world is here. Um, it is not. It is a big golf tournament. The Phoenix Open is massive, but it's not the biggest. It is like what one of the first few in the PGA Tour, like. I know nothing about golf. Um, I just ha- I just had to put out to put it out there. It is earlier in the PGA season. It's not even like not even a major. Um, <laughs> and again, but don't get me wrong though. I love the Phoenix Open, and I think I love the stadium aspect to it. And you know, people love getting drunk there. Absolutely. But anyways, that's a little tangent. A little tangent. I think bringing up the NASCAR championships is NASCAR kind of championship because final, like Final Fours though makes sense because final the Final Four comes here really often. It comes yeah. here to Phoenix very often, and people love it, especially 
when you have a uh, top tier program right down the road and I uh, up the I 10 and U of A bear down. Nope. Um, nope. Nope. Done. <laughs> no. But like, but like NASCAR is not even a sport. Like if you like, the, the, it's not like the drivers are Flintstoning it. Not like, like it, it's, it, it takes like heat resistance and you have to be like a good driver, but like, come on. Get, get the NASCAR out of there. I, if I offended a NASCAR fan in the audience, please comment that you're a crybaby because traveling around in a giant circle is not a sport. I will stand by that. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so we're going to continue talking on Lockdown Coyotes. Connor Garland is on the block from Vancouver. We're going to talk about that in just a sec. But first, we are going to take a pr- quick break to hear from uh, our sponsor, FanDuel. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That is $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get into the action. The app is easy to use with a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to this episode of Locked On Coyotes and making it your first listen. For your second listen, once again, be sure to check out Locked On Diamondbacks, who just went and advanced to the NLCS after a sweep over the Los Angeles Dodgers. It couldn't be be more awesome. Be sure to check out Locked On Diamondbacks, because they got everything covered for you on the Arizona And also, also, David Peralta, I used to love you. I hope you stub your toe every day this offseason. Just, just the first thing you do when you wake up, the first thing is you just stub your toe and you're like, oh, gosh darn it. That's going to inconvenience me for the next <laughs> 10 minutes. I hope that happens. Anyways, let's continue this episode of Locked On Coyotes as, uh, you know, we talk a little about Connor Garland. Yes, this is, you know, He's on the Vancouver Canucks now, but guess what? He's on the trade block, and uh, let's we'll we'll get to I think the, uh, the we'll break down the, the the chance of him even coming to Arizona a little bit later, Matthew. But first, let's get let's get to the interesting bit for is here here first because Connor Garland on the trade block from Vancouver, mm-hmm. OEL's contract was bought out over the offseason versus the Coyotes who had just shed all the cap that they had to take on from that de- from that trade as well as now have Dylan Gunther who they got from that trade in the Tucson Roadrunners getting ready to develop like oh man this couldn't be more sweet right now oh i i actually i would like to read for you uh and i quote no i will not drop the person's handle but we are going to read this tweet together quote you guys are going to look like fools in a couple of years when Gunther is struggling on line three in the AHL and OEL and Garland are making noise in the playoffs with Canucks, close quote. Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up. Oh, my God. <laughs> what, what, what was that, you you, you uh, uh, effing clown? I think, I think I can get away with saying that. It's just a letter with ing at the end of it. You, you clown? 
Dylan Dylan Gunther is going to be in the AHL this season, yes. Uh, but his his roster spot was pretty much he's almost fringe. guaranteed. He's fringe. Like he's a fringe guy, and he's going to be a top sixer, not struggling on the third line. Uh, so I just I, I wanted to make sure that I mean, you got a true uh, goal scorer coming up in Dylan Gunther, and it makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. and, that, and I think that is the most important part people don't realize is, you know, especially he's going to now he's going to be in Tucson. He's going to get the little the, the pop van touch. And it's so if you take a look at the, you know, at the trade, if we if we're keeping score here, Matthew, what's the scoreboard say? What's the scoreboard say? Well, we got King Louis Erickson. OK, um, we, we got Dylan Gunther and uh, we, we owe we owe OEL about twenty thousand dollars this year. Uh, so a little less than I make in a year. OEL is getting paid by the Coyotes because y'all bought him out. <laughs> y'all had to buy him. And like, here's the thing with Garland. It sucks because Garland was my favorite player on the team and oh, I would yeah, take him 100%. back in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. But he has been very good. For Vancouver in his first season, 77 games, 19 goals, 33 assists, 52 points, plus 18. And last year, 81 games, 17 goals, 29 assists, 46 points. And oh, yeah, a hat trick in the last game of the year against the Arizona Coyotes in a win for the Vancouver Canucks. Connor Garland is about a 20 goal score, right about a 50 point score. Very good second line wing. And literally, since like a couple of months into his tenure, there has been constant chatter about them wanting to get rid of his contract and then they've officially given him permission to speak with other teams the only thing i could say is i want him back here bring my boy home it will not happen do do not mistake this it will not happen but this is partially my show now and i'm gonna waste your time by talking about how connor garland should be home because when Nick Schmaltz, by the way, one person tried to say he doesn't fit our timeline. Last year, I would have agreed. Now, no idea what the new timeline is. Secondly, same age as Schmaltz. So you can't make that argument if Schmaltz is part of the core. If, they, if Schmaltz wasn't, they would have traded him. You got a point. They didn't. Anyway, yeah, it's- when Schmaltz misses his 20, his 20 games this year, because he misses about 20 games every year, would you rather have Kerfoot, Boyd, or Connor Garland filling in? I mean, that's an easy one. A hundred percent. Connor Garland, ten times out of ten on that one. No, it's got to be Kerfoot. Come on, Kerfoot's a Kerfoot's a, a first I mean, liner. I'm mean, not I a like, bottom sixer. I mean, I I mean, I like Kerf- <laughs> I like Kerfoot, but not that much. And and the the Coyotes have the cap space, so Garland's contract is what a little under five million a year. Uh, they they have five point six million in projected cap space. Uh, Carl, friend of the show, obviously. Um, but I, I'm going to criticize you a little bit. You made a bit of a boneheaded argument earlier today when you're like, oh, well, you know, flexibility, my flexibility. Uh, the Arizona Coyotes currently no LTIR contracts, but Jakob Voracek, Shea Weber, Brian Little, uh, that is $21.398 million that can be put on LTIR to give them that flexibility should they need it. There is no argument against it. It would be a cap dump. So likely the Garland trade, if it happened, would be borderline for nothing. It would be a free move and it doesn't hurt the cap. Let's get him. Let's add. I'm going to add a little bit more Mm -hmm. to to this. 
Um, Voracek and Little only have a year left of their respective contracts that the Coyotes have taken oh, on. Oh, they got to move one of those, couldn't they? And, and, yeah, that's <laughs> that's that is you know about that is about thirteen and a half million dollars that will be off the books after this season. Not to mention Matthew that uh-huh. next year. They're reported that the salary cap is going to go up. I saw about maybe about an extra $5 million. Like, and it's only three years left. The, the guy is what he is. He is 27 years old, three years left on the contract. I know, I know. All right. It has been consistently reported that players with terms. So like even two or more years left, most GMs don't want Three years for a guy that is not 30 is not something that is super hard to take in. And if they needed to, let's say you take Brian Little's contract, $5.291 million in the cap. You send it over Vancouver's way because they need to have something coming in. They put that on LTIR. They freed up all that cap space and the roster space. And then we'll, we'll I'll throw in Unique at a fourth. Yep. You, you you could have Jan Unique. You could have Jan Unique in a third round pick in two especially years. Since, and so, especially <laughs> since we know Unique already wins out anyways. Yeah. So, like, take him. Says, yeah, just take him. And again, as I mentioned, the salary cap next year is at 87.5 million. Right now it's at 83 and a half. That's an extra that's legit an extra four million dollars. The coyotes can afford it. However, Matthew. And mm-hmm. this is the big part and reason why I'm also saying don't expect this to happen and the chance is really low. Mm-hmm. You made you said that some fans are saying doesn't fit the timeline. That's the incorrect statement to make. It doesn't that he doesn't fit the system. He's not a Bill Armstrong player. Um, I would don't get me wrong, he's fantastic and he can and I feel like he will gel because hey, that short leash line in the co in the post slightly post-COVID year, the short year. Mm-hmm was a phenomenal line, but it just doesn't fit the system. You see, yes and no. No, because um, he's a short king like myself, a little skinnier, obviously. Short king, but his, his style of play is very Bill Armstrong, but like a foot shorter than he needs to be. And like, I, I also have to rightfully point out it did not end very well with him here, did it? Because if my memory serves correctly, there was multiple reports at the time where uh, essentially Garland was kind of left on, not even read. He, he wasn't even like getting his calls returned. And there was this one uh, quote that I, I'll say a paraphrase. It's literally been like, I think two and a half years where it's like, you know, he didn't want Keller money. He wanted, but he would have wanted to sign long-term and be here for the long haul. Yes, he had value. We got good younger assets. We got, you know, uh, Dylan Gunther. I, I, as much as I hate to say this, I would make the same trade in a heartbeat. But when you have the added context of he doesn't fit the traditional Bill Armstrong mold, uh, he is not someone that Bill brought in. They left on bad terms. Uh, it, it's not happening, obviously. No. But you know but- what? Again, partially my show. I'm going to get on my soapbox and I say mean- this is why they should. <laughs> I mean, you know, we, we can dream. We're, I mean, as, as a podcast, we can dream. But he, and I'll even add this too, mm-hmm. you know, like if it even were to happen, like I said, not. Um, imagine again going back to the scoreboard, what that would look like for the for that trade. Like, 
Imagine just the butt hurt Vancouver fans coming into the mentions because how upset they are that the Coyotes just took them back for. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's say it's Jan Unique, Nate Smith, and a third round pick. No, no, no. Nate Smith is a top six NHL forward. Jan Unique is a is an excellent bottom six NHL forward, and that third round pick will become the next. Kuznetsov, uh, Datsuk. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, trying to think of, of guys that weren't first rounders. Uh, the next Garland. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> that, that's how that's how it's gonna it's, work. And again, it would be awesome. Just uh, just don't expect it. If it hap, you know, if some by miracle it happens, then we will celebrate and we will throw a party on this podcast but but you know uh, it, it's not gonna happen so no it's like it's, it's not it's fine but yeah. like i i i got to let it out i got i got to get it out of my system and we had like to had 12 to. of you were forced to sit there while i was i was telling you why connor garland should come back well i was telling you why 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 homeboy should be back on the team <laughs> two two-headed two-headed behemoth I don't know. I, I broke that bobblehead too. It was Anyways, three by the Tucson staff, and I broke it because I'm an idiot. Anyways, we're gonna continue this episode of Locked On Coyotes in just a sec. Uh, we got the uh, the, the season, the home season opener, not the home opener yet. Season opener coming up tomorrow. When everyone's listening to this, we're gonna go a little bit minor preview, not full preview. That's coming um, tomorrow. Uh, but we'll, we'll we'll get to that a little bit of a uh, sneak peek as you will, in just a sec. But first, a quick word from our sponsors on today's show. And today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. The NHL is finally here. Coyotes have the season we... Coyotes have the season we've been yearning for. I absolutely love the NHL, and you know, and you know that you do too. And that's why... I want to tell you guys about the Sleeper app. The Sleeper app is the official daily fantasy app of Locked On NHL Network, and it's my go-to for daily fantasy sports, especially with daily fantasy hockey. With a Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash on daily fantasy. The NHL has never, has never been more exciting with studs like Connor McDavid, Alex Ovechkin, Logan Cooley coming to the Arizona Coyotes, and probably, you know, very likely, you know, maybe when... Uh, Called a trophy over Connor Bedard. We'll see. But, but Sleeper is the place to make your picks on stats like goals, assists, and saves, plus, minus, and more. Once again, you heard me, Coyotes fans. A hundred times payout on Sleeper. So start paying attention and get your picks right now, and you could win big. Use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL and get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. Once again, that's LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper terms of use for details. All right, Matthew, let's now get to uh, just a little bit of a sneak preview into uh, tomorrow's game. Arizona Coyotes versus New Jersey Devils. Uh, it's opening, you know, the uh, the Coyotes' first game of the season. Logan Cooley making his official NHL debut. How excited are you? I'm not. Cooley's a bust. This team will go nowhere, and they're moving to Salt Lake. Uh, so let's get by this this fake season. 
and uh, get it over with. All right, is that that's all we got to look forward to? Is that is it? Did, did I did I get that one right? Did I... <laughs> no, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna grade you with an F on that because you did not understand the assignment. <laughs> no, uh, I I want to temper the expectations a little bit. Uh, I still I I genuinely do see him being in the Calder contention. Uh, when I see him live, even in in preseason, and one one last time, obviously it's preseason. Um, but it, 30 goals seems less and less unreasonable uh, by the minute, essentially. The, the, it's how good I've seen like this kid live. So uh, what I'm going to say is I, I expect him one of two things. Nothing for like a week. Big bust, worse than Connor Bedard. Hat trick in the first game. I don't see an in-between. And just because I I love looking stupid on this show, hat trick on the first game. It's gonna be like a like a five two finish, and uh, the the cup favorites are not gonna know what happened to them. Gotta love it. And here's a question for you. And um, going in, I guess as a season preview, I guess mm-hmm. um, total points for the Arizona Coyotes. I think we mentioned it on our betting on our betting episode, but I think it's at around like like project projected for around like 76 and a half or whatever it is what do you think like where are the coyotes gonna finish and what I mean, even this even even i'll add one on what place in the central division will the arizona coyotes finish let's get this mic right here nice and close um so i i i, I saw some people put the coyotes as having like less points this year than they had last year uh, last year with a negative 71 goal differential. Hold that in for a second. Contemplate that. All right. Negative 71. They had 70 points, 28, 40, and 14 record. Um, And, and I think they have one of the better home records as well. And they had no business doing that. Second worst in the division. Uh, if you think genuinely that a team that added Dumba, Zucker, Dursey, Kerfoot, Cooley. Probably another player I'm forgetting right now because I'm so hyped about the rest of, the, of those guys. If you think that team is going to be under like... Also, Bukestad coming back. Bukestad coming back. Under like 33 wins. I think that team's going to be under like 78 points. And, and I'm trying to keep my numbers as low as and conservative as possible for the point that I'm trying to make. Um, you don't know Puck, and and you do need to retire. I know Robin doesn't believe in gatekeeping, but I think there's a healthy level of it, and you need to retire. Yeah. Uh, this is that healthy level of gatekeeping. If you seriously think this team is not going to get around 80 points, and, and look, look, Winnipeg, Winnipeg might be a little higher than my initial projections just because they desperately kept that team together. All right? I will still never bet in favor of Dallas. Minnesota, credit to their management. Credit to them. They should be a playoff team. Uh, despite those anchor buyouts weighing them down, have maintained competitiveness. All right? The Predators doing whatever the hell they're doing. I got no idea. I don't think the Blues are going to be as good as the Coyotes. I think the Coyotes, at best, can be fifth in the division because they can jump above St. Louis and either Nashville or Winnipeg depending on if Winnipeg falls apart. Like I think it would be funny if they yep. did. 
and they will most definitely be better than Chicago. Um, so no, no, Chicago's gonna win the division. <laughs> Chicago's gonna win the division uh, and probably win a Stanley Cup or two, uh, and then Connor McDavid is going to demand a trade. No, to go to Chicago. And I want to touch on this again. I think you and I agree around like that 80 point mark seems fair mm-hmm. um, and fifth in the division. What baffles me, and I want to go back to, I think I mentioned it on the air earlier this week or last week, that there was an NHL writer who predicted the Coyotes would make would be on their wild card spot in the playoffs. Ooh. They went, they, in, in, a national writer put the Coyotes in a wild card spot this season. My brain went went like went crazy. It blew up. I was like, I would love whatever kind of optimism juice that you're drinking. Again, we're optimistic, but holy, you're make you're going this far. I mean, it could happen, and and uh, we are going to go over time. And I I I'm going to eo this. We're going over time for this. There is a scenario in which that happens. This team clicks. This team clicks. Everything goes the way you'd like. Uh, further development within the core. The team stays relatively healthy, and and maybe you switch out Veggie for uh, an extra asset and a backup goalie because uh, I think Ingram is I think Ingram's the better of the two goalies in terms of consistency. Um, Veggie is still an NHL goalie. I just think Ingram is is the more consistent right now from what I saw last year. Kirby uh, so Melka that... needs a like he needs that second tandem like Ingram to push him. Otherwise, he doesn't do well. You've seen that consistently doesn't do well because like he'll go out of his way against the good teams and then just like five six goals against ha- against the bad. It was like sixty save games or whatever it is. <laughs> it, it's ridiculous. I, I I don't understand it. All right, but again, good goalie. I think Ingram is the better of the two. The defense has improved at this point. The only actual negative spot is Dursey who has a lot of defensive inefficiencies to fix, but you have Brown and Stetcher mostly sharing that third pair uh, with Dermot coming in and out. And, and that is a D that's a responsible third pairing. Keep the minutes where they should be. That's fine. Uh, having, I think it's mostly been Vala Mackey, who's a good two-way defenseman you need a guy that's good defensively to pair with jersey that'll help cover that up and you have a offense that is so much more consistent and layered if it clicks they can be a wild card two team it would be by a point or two it would not be like a, a huge gap it would be very close but it could happen it's like a two percent chance but I like the optimism because th- th- there's a little bit of a formula here, and I would love to be proven wrong. But this year is not the year for playoffs; again, it's the year for competitive hockey. Yeah, and I, and once again, that's what we're doing is tempering our expectations because, like you said, there is a scenario this season in which the Coyotes make the playoffs. However, that scenario is probably I would say maybe two times out of two hundred or two hundred fifty or whatever it is, like. Mm-hmm. It is a very, very, very slim chance. But the fact that we're actually saying that there is a chance this year, the previous two years were like, no, absolutely not. Don't <laughs> even think about it. Don't even yeah, come no. close. This team, we're like, 
it's a possibility. It's not like, it, gonna it could happen. Be done. It could be done. <laughs> like it just shows you the progress the coyotes have made, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love that they've made this kind of progress. And that national writers, some, not all, there are some national writers actually taking notes and paying attention. I like it, um, but uh, my last comment before you do the outro, uh, please stop that because the Coyotes consistently do better when everyone writes them off. The second you give them credit is when things start going bad, and my heart cannot handle a step back with, with, with the arena being this close. Fair. Let's <laughs> let's remember. Um, let's remember the optimism and the talks ahead of taylor hall and we know what happened after that um, oh don't don't bring that up to me don't <laughs> you do that to me that was the beginning of the end of connor garland's time here <laughs> uh anyways that's gonna be it for today's episode of the locked on coyotes podcast if you like what you heard don't forget to leave a review like comment subscribe if you've yet to already we're available everywhere you get your podcast including on youtube the serious xm radio app and ad free on amazon music don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash LockedOnCoyotes. On Twitter, or X as we can now call it, at LO underscore Coyotes. I'm personally at Robin underscore Lyonio. Matthew Jacobson is at the AZ Sports Guy. Interact with us, ask a question you might have. We might answer right back or on a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on. Thank <laughs> you.